Welcome to episode 114 of Rain Delay Radio, a baseball podcast. My name is Nam. I'm hosting this episode. There's no segment this week. I know we promised a segment last week. Fell through, unfortunately, but that's fine. Uh, we do have some news, though, and uh, joining me to talk about it is Pat. How's it going, Pat? What's going on, man? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing well. I've uh, been back in the States for a couple weeks now. Uh, like I mentioned last week, recorded one episode from Karachi, which I have not done in the past. I Last year, I brought all my recording equipment and didn't use it. This year, I did, so I'm glad I brought it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm doing well. It's a, it's a late Sunday night. Uh, it is. It <laughs> is. I just got done uh just got done watching the last of us another incredible episode i haven't watched any of it yet because i want to play the game first but i hadn't played like i played i played the like the beginning of the game before leaving for karachi and then i I was gonna play while i was there because my cousin has a ps4 i could have played like a lot you know log Mm -hmm. into my account but i just didn't get around to it and now i'm like sitting here like I should I should play Last of Us. I need to, I need to play it so I can watch it's the show. It's worth it. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I've had it. I've had it for years. I think it was like a free PS Plus game, like yeah. two and a half years ago. And so I downloaded it. I just haven't. I hadn't gotten around to playing it yet. And so like the show was about to come out when I played the first ep- the first part of the game. Right. Um. And then yeah. So. Anyway. <laughs> uh, hey, let's talk about baseball news. Let's start with the sad news uh so we can get to some less sad news there's a lot of early sad news in this episode but the saddest of all uh ray's broadcaster dave willis passed away at the age of 58 uh very young uh unfortunately he's been with the team uh since 2005 um yeah just you know that's yeah he's basically been the voice of the rays um it's a, he's he's the guy I think of when I think of race broadcasters. Yeah, I, I mean for for I love yeah, listening the, to him. Have a very short you know history and like only seven years or so right before that. I think there were, were ninety eight right. expansion, so only seven years before he joined, and then you know almost twenty with him. Um, so yeah, very uh, very sad that he passed away. They canceled the scheduled broadcast for the day, um, which you know is something you can do in spring training, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, very uh, very sad. Um, the, 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 the radio broadcaster for what it's worth was, uh, was, was Dave Wills. Um, yeah, really not much more you can say about, it. I don't know if they, they, um, released a cause of death. Um, no, nothing's been released yet. It's still early. It looks like. Yeah. So, um, you know, in terms of the, uh, logistics of it, presumably Andy Freed will just, you know, take over the broadcast uh, alone for for the foreseeable future. I don't know if they're going to add another voice there or what, but uh, yeah, very 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 sad news for Tampa Bay and uh, and fans of that franchise. Um, uh, another, we're, we're just loading <laughs> tough news at the top here. It's really uh, Mike, rough. Really rough news here. Uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, according to Jesse Rogers at ESPN, broke this news. Uh, the investigation into Mike Clevenger is complete. He will not face discipline. Uh, additionally, he's voluntarily agreed to evaluation by MLB slash MLBPA joint treatment boards and will comply with the recommendations if there are any. I don't think there's a lot we can talk about with Mike Clevenger. Um, you know, this is technically a baseball story because he's a baseball player, but there's a lot going on. Unless it's something that you want to say, Pat. 
Um, I mean, the only thing I really have to say is, you know, I hope he has like a 10 plus ERA for the entire season, really. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I will add if, uh, you know, again, not, not a lot to say about this. If, if he had not been following the Mike Clevenger story, uh, he was accused of domestic abuse by a former ex-girlfriend and I, I believe the mother of his child. I'm not, uh, exactly. She had a one-year-old child. I don't remember if it was his child or not. Um, uh, and uh, and that is what he was. He had been suspended. His now suspension is uh, the investigation is complete. He will not face discipline. Um, uh, if you or somebody you know has been a victim of domestic violence, there is a domestic violence hotline, eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. That's really, I think, all there is to say about that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about baseball news again. Not great baseball news. Uh, None Gavin of Lux. this news this week is good. <laughs> No, it's not really. Uh, yeah, there's a, this is really it's just after this, it's a bunch of injury report stuff. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Gavin Lux tore his ACL in a spring training game is out for the season. Uh, awful, awful news for Dodgers fans, uh, considering they did not retain the services of one Trey Turner. Uh, uh, Gavin Lux was supposed to be their shortstop this year. They... As much as the Dodgers seem to have depth everywhere, shortstop was the one place where they were like, all right, we got a 24-year-old or whatever shortstop. He's good to go. We don't need a new, like, you know, anybody who's a, a capable starting shortstop. Uh, and now they do. It's a good thing they traded for Miguel Rojas. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good thing they got him. I mean, that's the good thing about the Dodgers is that they have the depth there. Um, and they could experiment with Miguel Vargas at, at second or short if they wanted to as well, because he's played both those positions. So they have options, but like I was really excited to see Gavin Lux really get in another full year and see what right. he can do. Yeah, and, and Rojas, you know, Rojas certainly can play the position of shortstop, but is not like, especially if you're, you know, a powerhouse, like he's an he's a ninth place hitter, right? Like, yes. you you don't really want that to be your number one option. Uh, you know, you, you've, you've got him now, he now he is your number one option. And they have, I mean, they still have Chris Taylor as well, who can play middle infield and they can still yep. there's other guys who like you know like uh isaiah kiner falefa who's available uh paul de young of the cardinals is is not really being used um there's still a handful of free agents out there who are past their prime um you know so i will give the dodgers josh donaldson for free and they can play miguel vargas at shortstop <laughs> totally okay with that <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i mean you know they'll 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 make it the dodgers are gonna make it work that's yeah uh that's you what know, they do. even if you have to play miguel rojas for 140 games and, and have him be the ninth place hitter like one through eight is still a murderer's row there you know i think you're yeah. you're you're okay i mean lux was kind of the ninth place hitter there anyway right or like eighth or ninth is where he was going to be hitting anyway like so yeah roughly I think uh, I think you're not uh, you're not too too weird as a Dodgers fan. It just it sucks for for them and for Gavin Lux. You know who this is kind of the, the he he broke out a little bit last season. This was kind of supposed to be his like, hey, I'm the guy who we thought I was here, yeah. and uh, now he's out for the season. And you know, tearing an ACL is not a guaranteed recovery. <laughs> you know, like that's no. It's a it's a very in his knee. It's a very very tough tough injury to come back from you know he's young he could still come back from it 
But like, you know, for a guy who was the triples leader last year, tearing an ACL in your knee is like a, oh boy, <laughs> you know. It's tough like, to come back from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a, Acuna did the same thing, right? I was a ACL. Yeah, team. and Acuna had a had a rough time last year. Be yeah, interesting I mean, to see how he does this year. Acuna had a, a rough time for Acuna, but he still had a, you know, a pretty solid season. Yeah. Um, and, that, and, and, and the, the big thing for Acuna, that, that season included 29 stolen bases. Um, which is, you know, the thing that I think you're, you're kind of a a big worry of, uh, of a, uh, ACL injury. So, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Gavin Lux has half the recovery that Ronald Acuna does, then, you know, I think he'll be okay, but yeah, I think so. Um, Brendan Rogers of the Colorado Rock. He's, he's yeah, he's still a rocket. Yep. Uh, I was like, if he get traded, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Brendan Rogers, you never know. <laughs> yeah, he's with the Rockies. He could have got traded <laughs> with an extra twenty million dollars for a bag of baseballs. You know, um, <laughs> suffered a dislocated shoulder. Also, might miss the entire season. The Rockies signed Mike Mustakas to play second base while he's out. Uh, Brendan Rogers was is one of the few bright spots of the Rockies lineup. Um, and yeah, to, uh, to, again, to lose him. I mean, the Rockies are not a competitive franchise, so it's not like, that's not necessarily like for the franchise. They're like, yeah, whatever. But for the fans who have very little to watch, uh, in a Colorado Rockies game, uh, you know, especially last year when Chris Bryant, their big signing missed over half the season. Um, you know, Brendan Rogers was kind of one of the main like draws of that team. And uh, again, to lose him for a big chunk of the season, also a middle infielder. So a shoulder injury, you know, you're, you're, you got to throw <laughs> playing second base. So it's, it's a tougher. It's rough. And I think they originally were going to think about having Brian McMahon play second base and then starting Nolan Jones at third, which I wish they would do because I'm a big fan of Nolan Jones and it's dumb that they're not starting him. Yeah, but, uh, hey, I wouldn't. Mustafa's you know, I wouldn't be surprised sure. if it's like a if it's a. Um, they're not calling Jones up. Like, is he starting with the team? Because he he, he I should because he already has major league. Like his service time has started. It started with the I Guardians last year. I don't know if his service time has started. Because he played, he, he played a, a good bit of games with the Guardians uh, he down play, the stretch. He had ninety-four last year. plate appearances. So I'm not sure if that means his service time has started or not. The service time rules are very iffy. Yeah. Um, baseball reference says he's arb eligible in 2026 and that he exceeded rookie limits last year. Okay, he exceeded rookie limits in 2022. Yeah. So yeah, so, so you're right. His service time has started. So you're right. They absolutely should be starting him at third base uh, yeah. because there's no, again, they're the Rockies. There's If his service time there's has started... No yeah, there's no point. Like, what? Just let the it's, kid it's, hit it's, news. It's not, like you're, it's not like you're trying to win ball games, you know? No, <laughs> like, you're not going to. Not in that division. And it's and it's not like Mike Moustakis is like in any way a superior option to anybody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Moustakis is like you know at this point in Moustakis' career, he's a he's a perfectly adequate utility infielder. Yeah, he's a great uh, quad A player. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a I think I mean I believe he's a good clubhouse guy and he's a, like he can play a lot of positions so he's good to like have around. Uh but yeah, he's not really a starter and there's no like again if if you're not if it's not service time manipulation which 
we agree we don't like, but obviously it's a thing teams do. If it's not service time manipulation, then what's the point <laughs> of, of not just playing Nolan Jones at third? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Unless, unless they want to start Nolan Jones in the outfield. I, well, that's fine. Just start start the kid, just start, please. Just, start. just play let him. Start, let him hit let him, let him, yeah, let the kid play. I agree. I agree. McMahon has played a couple of games at second in spring training, and Jones has played a couple of games at third in spring training and uh, a handful in the outfield. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. As long as Nolan Jones is starting ball games, I don't care what position he's starting at. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is dealing with knee soreness. Uh, was day to day. There was questions about his WBC because he was, you know, starting very soon. He has withdrawn from the World Baseball Classic, uh, which is certainly a blow to. He was playing for the Dominican, right? So it's certainly yes. a blow to blow the Dominican Republic. But <laughs> it is still Team DR. Um, They're stacked. They're stacked all the way. They are a stacked team. Uh, Certainly a little less stacked without, uh, you know, one of the better hitters uh, in the majors. Uh, But, uh, but I think, uh, I think they'll be able to weather that, (laughs) that storm and, uh, you know, add, uh, add some other stud (laughs) who just like was the, the, 26th or whatever 31st i think it's 30 in man rosters 31st best dominican player like, right. yeah okay <laughs> we're fine <laughs> you know it's not it's not like a uh, uh, team venezuela <laughs> or like you know one of, one of those teams is like oh you know they'll be they'll be okay yeah um but uh but as far as vlad goes knee soren again the knees are certain like uh, vlad is a young player but like to have knee soreness at this point in his career, you he's you, a you big worry boy about too. he's you a worry big about boy. That. He's a big boy. You worry about the future. You know, you worry about. I mean, he's already a first base DH. You know, there's not yep. really much else for him to go. You worry about what it what it, he's 23. You know, you worry about what it's looking at like at 33 or even at 29. You know. Very Pat, we're, we're the same age, right, Pat? You're you're 29, or you're uh, almost 30 as well, right? Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so, like, you you know what a what a 29, 30 year old athlete or non athlete uh, knees look like? They they don't feel well. That's for they sure. Don't, they they don't... kind they kind of click when you walk. Uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got the neck. My my, <laughs> my knees are okay, but the. Uh, I was on. I was on two two weeks ago. I was on a flight, and my neck is still like I gotta figure this out. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's a long flight. Um, Andrew Painter dealing with elbow soreness. Uh, team uh... still waiting on the evaluation. It's a lot of a lot of pain. Just pain. I. This is like. I've been. I was so excited because uh, it feels like he was going. He's was going to win the fifth spot and you know depending on this you know i hope it's just sore and it's not tommy john i'm praying to god it's not tommy john because i don't think i can deal with a year bailey falter as the fifth starter but did he really look like a like a double a to fifth starter type guy oh, i mean I'd be, his stats are his, yeah um he he started a game already against the twins and um, two innings, struck out one, allowed one run. But Carlos Correa, after the game, said this 
he basically said, yeah, he's ready for the majors. He, he was impressed yeah. with him. Uh, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Phillies hope to have um, um, Monday. So if you're listening to this Monday morning, it's possible you've already heard the Andrew Painter update and hopefully it's not Tommy John, uh, but it was a quote unquote tender elbow, which is, you're right. That is a scary, uh, two of the scariest words you can hear. (laughs) Tender elbow is definitely not what you want to hear from a, yeah, from a, from a pitcher. The, the nice thing about it is he is 19 years old. Yes. (laughs) He's very, he's uh, turning 20 in April. So there's, there's plenty of time, you know, like this is, Plenty of guys have Tommy John at 20 in college and come back and, and you know, pitch in the majors at 24. Yeah. So, like, it's, I, I wouldn't be, you know, even even if, like, you, we knock on wood, it's not Tommy John, but even if it is Tommy John, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pitching in the majors in 2025, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and as as uh, upset as the Phillies might be to, uh, to not have him uh, sooner than later, I think they'll also be happy to not have him go into free agency at age 25. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, you, uh, you, you, you win some, you lose some, I suppose. But, uh, you know, hopefully all going well. It's not, uh, it's not Tommy John or, you know, it just needs, uh, just needs rest and whatnot. But yeah. yeah. Does he is he does he, is he a fireballer? I don't know very much about Andrew Payne. He, Obviously you're the, so he uh, throws, he throws 99. He's, He's a fireballer. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oof. He's six, <laughs> six foot seven, throws ninety nine. That's been compared to Verlander. Man, that sounds uh, a lot sounds like a kid that's guy. getting Tommy John next week. Yeah, <laughs> that's like... what I'm worried about. <laughs> ooh, 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 yeah. Yikes. Um, couple more injuries. God, just a lot of spring training injuries here. Um, James Paxton suffered a hamstring injury. Will miss opening day. Um, he can't catch you know. a break. Yeah, man, that guy. I don't know. I feel I, for him. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like generally like James Paxton. He just he just can't make it work. <laughs> like poor dude, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, just like a couple of seasons of injury and like not great ball, and then like yeah, just like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you do? What do you do if you're James Paxton? I mean, you, and like, I don't know. He's like 34 years old, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you you got to wonder if it's fine. You know, maybe I should consider hanging it up. I've made a little bit yeah. of money, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, another injury here. Seiya Suzuki uh, suffered a moderate oblique strain, reportedly could start the season on the IL. Um, was Seiya Suzuki on the World Baseball Classic roster as well? I believe so, yes. He was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yes, he was. So, yeah, so that's certainly... Uh, uh, Japan's going to bring in another outfielder. Another scratch there. Yeah, I guess Lars Nupar is going to be getting some starts I out there. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's been fun to watch. Watch this last week, uh, especially as a Cardinals fan, is uh, uh, Lars Newtbar is playing for Team Japan and uh, Tommy Edmund playing for Team Korea. And like, you know, just both guys hanging out with those teams. Like, uh, Newtbar like, doesn't speak a lick of Japanese. <laughs> yeah. You know, like his mom's Japanese, um, but he doesn't speak any Japanese. Like, there was an interpreter. And there's a, there's a video of, uh, of the, uh, the, 
the manager, the Japanese manager, like, you know, giving like an inspiring speech to the team. And uh, Newt Bar's like up there, like big smile, pumped, turns to the interpreter, like, what are you saying? And the interpreter's like, I didn't hear crap. <laughs> he doesn't say crap. They posted this on the official Japanese baseball page, but yeah, he, he, he didn't hear uh, uh, <laughs> a word. <laughs> like, all right, man, let's do it. Uh, they have uh, uh, the Japanese team all wore. Uh, jerseys that had newt bar's nickname on the back tachan from his uh his middle name is uh taylor tatsuji so his japanese name is tatsuji so tachan is is the nickname they've given him and so they all wore tachan uh, nice. jerseys which is great i'm uh i'm i'm very excited for a uh, large newt bar to recruit some of the uh, japanese superstars who are coming over recruiting to the cardinals feels like uh feels like you know roki sasaki uh um you know Munetaka murakami like maybe, a lot of these maybe guys he's are... in ear, trying to convince him Come, yeah exactly trying to convince shohei to go, I, I don't know if we can afford shohei maybe maybe not. i think but, every uh, team but... that has money should should try to afford shohei i agree i agree i, I don't know i yes we can afford shohei i don't know if if the uh dewitts are going to open up the pocketbook um um, even though they should, they obviously should, but, uh, but certainly the guys who are coming over soon who have not yet, uh, you know, declared, uh, you know, who are, who are still in, in Japan and are believed to be coming over soon, like, uh, Roki Sasuke and, um, um, uh, Munetaka Mur- uh, Murakami, um, you know, those, those guys are expected to come to the U S soon yep. and, uh, and they've been hanging out with Lars Newtbar, you know, like, and, and they love him. And, uh, you know, same thing for Korea. Tommy Evans has been hanging out with all these these Korean superstars. And I, I don't know how you can not like either of those two guys. They're just like happy, smiley dudes. Like, you know, so They're excited. that's uh, that's that's my hope. And, and, uh, and WBC action is coming soon, I think, uh, like this this week. Right. I believe so i have to double yeah, check so uh this this episode's coming out on monday and the wbc starts on tuesday march 7th so i can't wait we are we are this this week is going to be wbc starting week uh so yeah we are very excited for that that's uh that's the the uh, small uh light of, of sunshine here in the middle of a bunch of injury reports is <laughs> the wbc starts soon um we <laughs> got a couple more injuries tyler glasnow out six to eight weeks with an oblique injury. Just another one. Just, just can't stay healthy. Yeah. And like, again, a dude who like had such a great season a couple of years ago and then just like cannot yep. put together a full seat. And even that, even that great season in 2019 was like not a full season. It was like, okay, he's showing up. And then 2020 was a bad season and shortened because it was 2020. And then again, 2021 injury, 2022 injury now 2023 injury you know and like it's tough like that guy's 29 you know (laughs) same same deal here he's actually uh the exact same age as one of my high school friends um uh uh, to the day but um yeah it's you know we we want to see tyler glass no pitch and if he can't stay on the field or glass no yeah like what do you, you know i don't know it's tough it's disappointing. Like that, that's like a that's one of the bigger what ifs in modern baseball because every when he's on the mound, it's great. Well, he's on every the, time. he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable, and it just like he just has not been able to stay on the mound at all, like truly at all. He reminded me a lot of Prime Tim Lincecum when I watched him pitch. Yeah, 
but like even like because like because Linscombe had the same issues like with injury later. Yeah. Um, but like he still was able to put together like those couple of seasons early on and in the middle. And like Glasnow had like one season with over a hundred innings pitched. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough. Yeah. Um, got a couple more years left with the Rays before uh before he goes to free agency at age thirty one, and then who knows. Uh, maybe some team is going to figure out what's wrong with him. Maybe the Dodgers figure out what's wrong with him. <laughs> they they probably will. They they tend to do that. Yep. Um, Joe Musgrove. This is our last of the of the injuries. Our final one. Our final one. <laughs> Padres legend Joe Musgrove uh, uh, suffers a dislocated toe. Opening day is in jeopardy. Is he? Expected, I don't think he's going to be the opening day starter though, right? I no. Think that's um, but. but... Uh, Darvish kind of pitching in that opening day week seems to be in jeopardy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and Musgrove had was it last year or two years ago that he had the uh, no hitter? Uh, I believe I think it was maybe it was last year. I think it was last year. Yeah, the 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 first in Padres. History. It was twenty twenty one. It was twenty twenty one. The was first it? the first okay. no hitter in Padres history. Yeah, that was that was the year of the no hitter. That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Hopefully he comes back, you know, he's, he's, uh, reportedly he's using a hyperbaric chamber to, uh, hasten toe recovery, not to be confused with a hyperbolic time chamber. That's a different thing. Um, I mean, Hey, maybe he can turn himself into a Cy Young winner in a hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> you get the, you know, you get that extra year of training uh-huh. and you can suddenly, uh, well, you can suddenly... five miles per hour to your pitches. <laughs> yeah. 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 Super Saiyan Joe Musgrove. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I mean. But yeah. But yeah. You're right. Musgrove is the the you know one of the the corners. He's the like the number two. You know, or even even kind of like a one a one b there in the uh, in the Padres it, yeah. uh, rotation of of Darvish and Musgrove. Um. With uh. With you know the the husks of uh, Snell and Manaya <laughs> coming up behind them. Um. But uh. Yeah. You uh. You hope Musgrove comes back because he's a, he's a good pitcher. Yes, he's a very good pitcher. Uh, Pat, you've got a list of standout spring stars through the first two weeks. You want to go through some of these guys? Yeah. So we're going to start with uh, one of your guys. Uh, Jordan Walker has been unbelievable to start spring. Uh, Three home runs, a 429 average, and a uh, 1.429 OPS. He is tearing the cover off the ball. I think he might break camp with the Cardinals. I think he might as well. I think... think he might be, uh, I think he might get a service time manipulated, which is something the Cardinals had not really done a lot in the past, but have a little more recently been doing. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, he's great. I mean, he's like, you know, he is the, the future, you know, he's 20 years old. He's like, he's the guy going forward is, is the idea. The, the thing is he's a natural third baseman and obviously we got Nolan Arenado, but you stick him in the outfield, which is, I think the plan um, where you do kind of like the, the right field situation right now is Lars Newtbar, who as much as we love and as much as Samurai Japan loves, um, you know, yeah. I think you can work something out where he's a where he's a, a strong fourth outfielder type, and uh, and you know you can play Walker as a third baseman right fielder, and you have a lot of uh, Cardinals have a lot of uh, flexibility in uh, in the lineup, positional flexibility with Edmund and Donovan 
So I think uh, I think you you can certainly find at bats for Jordan Walker, and I think you certainly should be finding at bats for Jordan Walker because he the the dude is ripping the cover off the ball. He is the future. I, I mean, I think just because the Cardinals have the luxury of uh, of having a, a pretty complete team, um, they they they're going to manipulate that service time as much as they can to keep him around as long as they possibly 100%. can. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he's yeah, he, been crushing He doesn't it. break camp. He'll be up by middle April, which, which is great for you, but a bummer for me because I'm going to be seeing the Redbirds come to Lehigh Valley, uh, in May. And I was looking forward to hopefully seeing Walker with them. Another guy for what it's worth, not on your list. Uh, um, uh, same sort of deal. Mason Wynn, yes. um, who, who has also been crushing. He's got a 462 average through, uh, uh through five games. Um, so again, it, it, obviously these are all small spring samples and, and stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, hit, hit a monster home run, stole a couple bases. Like he's, and he, is uh another guy who is like supposed to be sort of the future he was drafted as a two-way player hasn't really pitched much um in uh professional ball he only had like one uh inning pitched in 2021 in in, uh in high a so i don't think they're going to use him as a two-way player although i'd love them to because how fun is that um but he's also a shortstop so that's another like you know I, I again another guy who you probably manipulate the service time a little bit uh and and see if Brendan Donovan is looking as good as last year and if he's if he's not then you you've got Mason Wynn you know potentially ready to go um and, and you and, also you know, have Nolan Gorman. Like you, yeah. you guys are so well, loaded yeah, with hitting yeah. prospects. Yeah, it's for insane. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and for what it's worth with Win Win, you know, played quite a bit in Springfield last year and did not hit at the Springfield level. So like this is certainly something that that could be small sample size, yeah. you know, variance and magic. And, and he is a Mason wins a great hitter and, and he, he crushed a, a high a last year and he did very well in the Arizona fall league as well. So, uh, uh, but, but he's, you know, whereas Walker, I think is it's maybe, maybe, you know, a little bit tougher to, to make the argument that, uh, that he, needs more seasoning uh uh although he was also in double a last year i think with win you can say hey we had a great spring we're gonna put him right in triple a and see how he does in triple a and if he crushes triple a then maybe we bring him up yeah um and i i think i think they say that with walker expecting him to crush triple a and then if walker doesn't crush triple a in the first couple of weeks then they have the excuse to continue to manipulate his service time <laughs> um but uh but if he does crush triple a in those first couple of weeks then it's like hey, yep we were right he you know he, he can he can he can you know play with the big boys now so yeah yeah uh, so next on the list here we have james altman uh outfielder for the dodgers uh, More one like home, James Hitman. Uh, he is yeah, tearing the cover off the ball. One home run, 462 average, and a 1.375 OPS. Um, this is the guy that, you know, not really a top prospect, but was impressive last year with the Dodgers in a few short games. And, Limited time, yeah. Yeah, now he's tearing the cover off the ball in the spring. And, you know, I think there's a More case. More like that... James doesn't make outsmen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Al- Altman, <laughs> for what it's worth, it was going to glaze right past that. Altman, for what it's worth, if if you uh, you know if you start him, if you you know if you give him a starting spot, you have him and and David Peralta and some combination of uh, Trace Thompson and Andy Pajas that gives you the flexibility to yeah. then continue to play Chris Taylor in the infield because you don't have um, Gavin Lux and and you know you have Mookie Betts as well, who is a, a right fielder infielder as well. So like that's you know 
you, you, you've, you, uh, it's Altman a lot of position well, flexibility. Positional flexibility is there, and Outman playing well gives him that flexibility to be like, okay, well, we, we've got three outfielders between Outman, Peralta, and, uh, and, um, Betts. So let's you play Taylor in the infield and, yep. uh, and, you know, softens the blow of Lux. Yeah. It's, it's an option. Yeah. He's been impressive. And then next I have here to round out my hitters. Um, I did four hitters, four pitchers. Uh, I got a pair of Yankees here. Uh, first is Anthony Bolt. Um, the numbers aren't as good as Walker Outman and then the other Yankee hitter I have here, but he is hitting with one home run, um, 333 average, 1.042 OPS. But the reason why he's on here is because the Yankees are considering the possibility of him breaking camp with them if he continues to hit this well. Yeah. Um, right now, Peraza's locked, locked in at shortstop most likely, and then, of course, Glaber at second. Uh, Rizzo at first, and then Donaldson at third. But there's also the chance that, you know, Volt continues doing this, we might see a trade um, come down the line now, spring training. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and um, Volpe is, is, again, this is a, a very young player, a guy who did play in AAA last year, yep. uh, but in, in his limited time in AAA, hit okay. He hit fine, you know, and, yep. and he hit he hit fine in double A as well. But uh, again, certainly a guy who you know is benef- potentially is benefiting from from a very small sample. <laughs> yeah, he. So you know, we'll see what happens with him. And then the last Yankee hitter on here is uh, Jason Dominguez. Uh, you know, a, a prospect that has been talked about uh, for many years as you know the switch hitting Mike Trout and all that. Um, it's it's hard to believe that Jason Dominguez is 20 years old. He and he's having that breakout spring now. Two home runs, 4.17 average, 1.417 OPS. He's been very impressive this spring, and it's not like the home runs he hit it. He's hitting are cheap. He is torching these home runs, sending them to the moon. He has insane power, and he's a big kid too. Um, he's, He's not making the roster. But he's no, definitely he going to make double A and possibly triple A. Yeah, and again, yeah, again, a young guy. He he did get beat by double A last year in a very small sample, um, but also got beat by the Arizona Fall League. Just couldn't couldn't put it together there. So certainly a guy who is happy to be having a good two weeks here, um, uh, and uh, and I'm sure you know is going to be happy to to make a. Potentially triple A, but but certainly double A, I think. I think yeah, he'll you know, start in double A and then I think he'll move up to triple A by the end of the year. I think I think if his spring continues to be strong, he might start in triple A this 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 uh season. But uh but double A I think is yeah, most likely, especially because again, yeah, his 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 very limited double A stats were were not good. And again, he's young. Like he's very young. Yeah. You you certainly, you know, expect an adjustment period for for a guy like that. So I, I think uh yeah. I, I truly I'm so, I, I did not realize he was quite as young as he is. Twenty yeah, years old. He's very young and he's been talked yeah. about for like four years now since he signed yeah, with yeah. the Yankees. It's like, oh he's a switch hitting Mike Trout, which he's not gonna be a switch hitting Mike Trout, but he's Definitely has that all star yeah. potential. Pre pre twenty twenty, he was Baseball America's number thirty eight prospect. Yeah, uh, before he played a single professional game of baseball. So like that's you know he's he's got the he's, he's been touted for quite a while, um, and uh, and certainly you know he has not had uh, a glowing professional career. 
um uh did very very well in high a in 2022 but yep. uh, other than that is his numbers have been pedestrian at best but uh yeah definitely i mean again he's so young and has plenty of time to get a little seat uh, yeah sure he's not getting called up at 20 or 19 like uh like trout or harper did but uh he'll be fine yeah. <laughs> or, or most like i mean you know who knows right There's prospects will break your heart but uh he's uh you know yeah it's fine he'll be he'll, you know, he, he's got a very good shot of being okay so then we got four pitchers here. Pitchers were kind of hard to do because not a lot of pitchers have seen multiple games of action, but I've got a few here. Um, first, we have Prelander Barroa. He's a prospect for the Mariners. Um, in four innings pitched, um, he hasn't allowed a run. He's got five strikeouts, and he's been showing off that hard fastball all spring. He's looked really good. He's another player to be excited about if you're a Mariners fan in my mind. Yep, yeah. Uh, he's a very exciting player to, to watch the Mariners uh, uh, squander and then trade away, and then he, he hits it big somewhere else. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, um, no, I mean, I, you know, the, the the Mariners organization has has definitely been a little bit better than that the last couple of years, and you've got... They've done you know, well with developing got, pitchers the last few years. Like, yeah, yeah, Gilbert yeah, sure. looks yeah, good, yeah. Kirby looks good, and I think he's, he's going to be another, you know, at the very least, he's going to be a really good back-end bullpen arm. Yep. Um, then we have another Cardinal here, Jake Woodford. Uh, two games, 180 ERA, five innings pitched, six Ks. He's been pretty impressive to me. Yeah, Jake Woodford is is a guy who's like he's been he's been a sort of swingman type guy for the Cardinals for the last couple of years. Um, has had to start a couple of games, uh, especially he started eight games in 2021, and then uh, other than that, he started a couple of games. Also has a couple of games finished. He's just he's a, he's a a guy you can kind of slot anywhere. Um, uh, sort of a, a utility pitcher, if you will. Um, and uh, I've been largely happy slash fine with him. Um, no, no starts in those two games so far, but but uh, you know a, a number of of innings pitched. There's not really a fifth starter contest for the Cardinals, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the the Cardinals rotation. Uh, I was just talking to uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Vis like uh, um, about this. Uh, I met him for dinner a couple of days ago, and Cardinals rotation right now is Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, uh, Jordan Montgomery, Stephen Matz, and whatever of Jack Flaherty there is. Wow. Um, uh, and, and you know, yeah, uh, we certainly hope that uh, that Jack Flaherty can can be the uh the elite pitcher that he was uh you know when he was healthy a few years ago but he's he's not had a little cup you know great few seasons um yeah so, it's been unfortunate because you know. i i like jack flaherty when he's having that really good uh 2019 i was really yeah. big on him right um, and it and and it's great to have a sixth starter type guy like woodford who can stick around in the middle of the bullpen you know, keep stretched out for two, three inning appearances, and then be like ready to to start a couple ball games if he if he needs to. Um, that's you know, it's kind of depth that a lot of teams that, that most teams want to have, like a guy who can slot in if anybody. You know, Matt's Matt's was injured most of last year, and you know, Wainwright and Michaelis, Wainwright especially is uh is up there in age, and you know, you, you certainly want to have a, a guy like uh like Woodford, I think, who can slot into the rotation if you need to slot somebody in 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 a in a pinch. Uh, and then next we got Connor Brogdon, uh, the Phillies. Um, so he's a reliever coming off that really good um, postseason run 
where it was really solid um, out of the bullpen. Uh, this spring, three innings pitched, four Ks, no base runners allowed. Um, if he can keep this up and keep this development, I think the Phillies bullpen is going to be a huge strength for them this year with everything they've added. It'd be very dope if Connor Brogdon pitches a, a hidden perfect game. <laughs> you know, one of those, one of those things where it's like, yeah, he just he pitched twenty seven in a 27 row with hitless uh, innings. Twenty seven hitless innings that uh, just happened to be across twenty seven games. Yeah, would be pretty exciting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's fun to get excited I, I, about. I, I love those like hidden perfect. Like there was um, a few years. Uh, Let's say a few years ago. It was 10 years ago now. Um, Shelby Miller threw a perfect game after allowing a, uh, a broken bat bloop single to um, Eric Young Jr. in Colorado. Then he set down the next 27 batters in a row. I like a, remember one of those, like, that game. That was yeah, yeah. wild. And it was, I think it was a day after Adam Wainwright like took a no-hitter into the eighth inning yep. or something like that. Um, so it was like two like insane pitching performances back to back. This is back when Shelby Miller was a good baseball player. Uh, <laughs> so, and speaking of uh, no hitters, shout out to the Cubs for their uh, combined no hitter in spring training. Yeah, yeah, pretty before, exciting. Before talking about your last guy, yeah, the Cubs did have a combined no hitter um, uh, against the Padres. It is a spring training no hitter, which is the first since 2017 when eight Angels pitchers no hit the Mariners. Um, Padres are a good team, but you know it's it's spring training. Yeah. Um, uh, it was uh, Justin Steele uh, had uh, 18 pitches to get six outs, followed by Javier Assad, then Brad Boxberger, Adbert Alzale, Jeremiah Estrada, Cam Sanders, and then Nick Birdie. So those that's, would be seven. That's a list of guys that work together. Yeah, you know, some of those are. Or Brad Boxberger was a closer like eight years ago. Yeah. you know, Al- Adbert Alzale uh, had a pretty good MLB The Show card a couple of years ago. He did. He did. Uh, I had that card in my bullpen. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last guy on my list here is Ty Block of the Rockies. Um, Three games, five and a third innings pitch, five strikeouts, no runs allowed. Uh, 32 years old, probably going to be a reliever for the Rockies. But hey, you know, he does have experience as a starter. Why not throw him in the rotation, you know? You know, shockingly, the Rockies rotation is not, and I'm I'm not saying they're great. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not like awful. Like it's like yeah. it's like surprisingly competent of a rotation. Um so I mean like yeah, you know, he certainly again could be a guy who's like a swingman type, a kind kind of like a, a a Jake Woodford. Um but uh yeah. The the uh, Rockies rotation last year was Herman Marquez, yep. Kyle Freeland, uh chad cool yep. who's not you know it's fine uh, austin gomber and then antonio Sensatella. so like they got you know they've got a handful of like solid to good pitchers who have terrible eras because they pitch in colorado but uh you know and also not great great fips but it, you know it, it's that's home runs are weighted highly in fip yeah so th- those are my standout stars. Um, obviously, um, I wanted to go with under-the-radar names for this. I know Matt Olson's been tearing it up this spring. Shane Bieber's looked good. I wanted to do more under-the-radar names, you know, prospects and, you know, guys that we don't normally hear about who are having really good springs that could make contributions to their major league teams. Yeah. Um, 
a couple of uh, fun little notes, not a whole lot to talk about, but uh, uh, because we started with <laughs> all of the... <laughs> all the terrible news. <laughs> terrible, terrible news. I do want to drop some of the fun news. Um, if you have MLB.TV, you can go back and watch this game. The Pirates and Orioles wanted to play a bottom of the ninth, even though the Pirates were leading 7-4 at home, uh, and the umps just left. So they played a game, a televised ninth inning, without umpires uh where the you know the pirates who had technically won the game already just batted in the bottom of the ninth because like you know it's spring training yeah, who cares? Your work you know it's, yeah. it's, you're there to get the work in the, the games don't matter anyway so they uh <laughs> very exciting <laughs> they ran a game with no umps that's so fun it, it's um, nice to see what the future could be like and it's beautiful yeah the uh, the Red Sox did an outfield shift on Joey Gallo uh, with four infielders. So again, the the way the shift rules are is that four? I feel like I'm I feel like I'm seeing so many people on. I, I think I'm that's an artifact. I thought I saw a tenth position like a tenth <laughs> person on the, on the diamond, but I think it's just an artifact. <laughs> um, so they had uh they had four infielders and uh both outfielders were in right field. Um which is just like like one in front of the other. Um I think that's what I'm seeing. I'm trying Yeah, that's, that that looks about right. It's, it's hard to see because I'm not sure which of these guys is Gallo. The picture's not great from Bally Sports. Uh whatever uh minnesota but um yeah a uh, uh, friend of the show uh tyler birch who does uh does work in the red sox organization said he did not read this reddit thread <laughs> yes. uh he's like eh, you know I'll, I'll let that one be i don't i don't want to see <laughs> what uh, what people are saying um juan soto by the way is hitting 800 since the shift got banned how many walks uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, hold on, let, me, let me pull it up, but, uh, yeah, this, this might be the, uh, the Juan Soto turnaround that the Padres are looking for or the Juan Soto turnaround the Padres aren't looking for because it's going to cost them money. Uh, only one walk. He's been, he's now batting 727 with a 750 OBP and a 1273 slugging percentage. Again, wow. a tiny sample, but, uh, but you know, he is Juan Soto. So, um, also, so one thing I do want to bring up real quick, uh, even though we we have gone right at the length that I wanted to uh, to go at uh, uh, this uh, this GIF uh, got posted um, across the internet of Luis Garcia, uh, his old windup versus his new windup. If you don't remember Luis Garcia's windup, or if you haven't played Luis Garcia in MLB the Show, he had this sort of motion where he kind of like rocked a baby and then sort of came set and then came set again. Um, I, I saw for a moment somebody called it a pitch clock windup, but it's not. It's, it is because the MLB has announced they're uh, more strictly enforcing balk rules, and his old windup definitely is very balky. Um, what what do you? I mean, I think pitch clock is also part of it because his old windup was about twice as long as his new windup. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a, a? Do you have any take on uh, on the new Luis Garcia windup or or on the the rules that? Have uh, have caused the new Luis Garcia windup. Uh, I like the pitch clock personally. I think it's been been really good. Um, 
there's a fun video. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio, the Yankees, um, struck out a batter in like 18 seconds or something like that under the new rules. Um, there is a video that has um, Pedro Baez throwing a pitch and then the time between that pitch is next pitch versus how many strikeouts Ronnie Mauricio gets between that time. I, it's it's, there, it's there was, insane. There was the pitch, uh, the, the, the video of, um, I forget who it was. Um, it might've. Is it the Altuve I, inside the park home runs? The Altuve between inside the park home runs. Yeah. yeah, that's what caused the Baez? pitch clock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we have a pitch um, clock is because of that video. I, 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 truly, I don't disagree i had i had a similar video that i had posted on on the baseball subreddit many years ago of um uh, uh jordan lyles uh in the time it took jordan lyles to, to throw like two two pitches like it was like a full like three minutes of just like like straight up you see you could see outfielders picking their nose <laughs> like yeah. it's, just, it's, it's like so like the second i heard about the pitch clock i was like listen i i understand there are things that people might not like about it and and you know and there's there are rumors that 15 seconds is the spring training thing and they're going to go to 20 for the season which i i also wouldn't necessarily be against but like watch one jordan lyles start and tell me that we don't need a pitch yeah. clock like it's excruciating it was excruciating watching a guy watching that guy pitch and like and things like and we talked about i talked about this a little bit last week with uh with dylan as well but like you know guys like nomar garcia para who would step out of the the box yep. to adjust his gloves every single pitch it's like do we we don't need that <laughs> like nobody needs that and no. like nomar doesn't even need that right like like the batter doesn't even like want to do it they're just superstitious and it's like okay cool like we're gonna legislate your superstitions out of the game and you know uh, uh, certainly older guys right now are going to be frustrated by it. And, and we talked about this last week because, you know, the first pitch clock things happened. And uh, what I said to, to Dylan in last week's episode was like right now, when the pitch clock screws over your team, you're going to blame the pitch clock. Yep. In 10 years, when the pitch clock screws over your team, you're going to be mad at your pitcher player. or the batter. Yeah. Or, or the pitcher or the batter, whoever, yeah. what, whoever caused it, you're going to be like, you know, if it was like in, in the specific case last week, Manny, Manny Machado was the first one. Yeah. And, and people, you know, understandably, you get annoyed at the pitch clock for it. In 10 years, if the same thing happens and Manny, with San Diego Padres uh, legend Manny Machado <laughs> um, uh, and Manny does the same thing in 10 years, you're going to get pissed at Manny for doing it. Like it's, it's just because we're going to, we're going to get used to it. And like, and the young players who have been coming through it and the minors are already used yep. to it so like those guys are, are not gonna have that issue uh and then the older guys are gonna either get used to it or you know <laughs> i mean they're gonna get used to it or they're not and they're gonna and if they're not then they're gonna take a lot of extra strikes and if they take a lot of extra strikes then suddenly you're not uh as valuable a major leaguer anymore so they're yep. gonna get used to it <laughs> because they have to and it's interesting we've already had two games and on pitch clock violations which is pretty funny right. which makes me right. wonder and, how many games do you think end during the regular season on the pitch clock violation i think z ooh, I, I don't think know. it's gonna be zero i think there's gonna be at least one or two I think I think when the games are mattering and the guys have gotten taken the month to get used to it, I th- it might, uh, yeah, I don't know. It may, it might, there might be one or two. You're right, but like it is, and it, it is a tough way to to end a game, yeah. you know, like to to like f- fully take the bat out of your hands. But you know, you you got and 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 you know, I wouldn't even necessarily be opposed to like a pitch clock for the first eight innings and nothing for the ninth inning. Like I wouldn't be opposed to that yeah, necessarily. I'm fine with I, that. 
I'm, I, you know, I, and that's just spitballing here, but I wouldn't be opposed to pitch clock is off for if there's two outs in the, in, in any inning, right? I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that. Um, I, I, but I also am, I, I like pitch clock for every at bat as well. I think, yeah. I think I'm, I'm pro think the way great. it is right now. Uh, if, if there needs to be a negotiation down the line, I wouldn't necessarily be against pitch clock is off when there's two outs. I, I think that can make sense. Um, but, uh, but I think, I think overall it's good. I think speeding up games is, is, is good. I, I can understand how people might be frustrated. Well, it's but good like, for the youth. You know, it's good for it's, it's, young it's kids that want to watch the like, game. I, you know, I've talked about this. I might've even talked about this on the show before, but like in 2014 or 2015, I went to a game, a, a live game at Bush stadium. It was Cardinals versus nationals. The starters were Lance Lynn and Jordan Zimmerman oh, and the boy. game the game almost went an hour and 59 minutes. Uh, if not for the fact that Colton Wong booted the last out, like mm-hmm. the last out of the game, Colton Wong booted, um, uh, made an error at second base. And it went like two hours and two minutes. Cause both pitchers w- like pitched the full game, except for, uh, the closer who was at the time, Trevor Rosenthal, who right. I believe just got uh, signed by the tigers. Um, uh, uh, Trevor Rosenthal came in for the ninth, but otherwise there were no pitching changes. <laughs> there was, it was just Jordan Lyles pitched eight innings of ball. Uh, uh, and, uh, Lance Lynn pitched eight innings of ball. And then Trevor Rosenthal came in for the close. And that was it. The game ended in two hours and two minutes. And we were like, we, I was in the bleachers and we were all watching the clock. Like we were, I, I feel to me, the vibe felt more that we were upset. We were upset. Wong booted the ball, not because it was an error, but because we almost saw a sub two hour game. Yeah. And that was so, that was such a novelty. Um, like we were, I know people around me were like looking at the clock, like, Oh my God, this game might end in two hours. <laughs> like, it's just a cool, you don't see that in baseball. No, it just doesn't happen. And, so, and, but now you certainly see that in baseball. We got <laughs> like, two and a half I think hour the games, average game is like two, two hours and 15 minutes now yeah. or something like that. It's, it's great. I think it's, it's positive for the game. And it's, yeah, I was talking to, uh, again, I was talking to my cousin, um, today, um, about cricket. Um, and uh, the the, uh, the T Twenty World Cup is going to be played in the U S. Uh, next year. Um, and T uh, Twenty cricket is the short form version of cricket that's about the length of a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you know the rules of cricket, it's twenty overs uh, each. If you don't know the rules of cricket, I'm not. Uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, each each over is six balls, six throws. So it's it's essentially it's 120 pitches each side. It's that's complex it. that's, that's baseball essentially. Um, <laughs> but uh, but. Um, and he was like, yeah, the, I, I like the T20 World Cup more than the, the regular World Cup, which is the ODI World Cup, which is 50 overs each. So that's like a full day of, of, of cricket um, uh, because it's more exciting and more explosive. I tend to disagree on on the cricket end and and, you know, but on the baseball end, like the thing that's being eliminated on in baseball is the thing that nobody likes. Nobody, nobody at home is excited to watch the pitcher take. 20 like take 40 seconds to come to the plate nobody's excited to watch the batters adjust their gloves we want to watch the game yeah, the game I, of baseball I, is what we want to if it, el- it eliminated luis garcia's rocking the baby and i think that's a win for everyone personally <laughs> yeah um well i am sure we're going to talk more about the pitch clock during the season as well uh but uh yeah pitch clock thoughts that's that's where we're at. Uh, one last thing. I just saw this. I, I totally missed this when I was going through stuff earlier as well. Um, this is a, something mind-blowing. Uh, so uh, Annie Hellbrun, who is a Padres reporter, asked Jake Cronenworth uh, like what the deal was with oh, Manny God, Machado, this. calling him Jacob throughout camp. Turned out that uh, 
the the league just decided to call him Jake when he got drafted. Nobody close to him calls him Jake. It's always been Jacob through high school and college. Everyone calls him Jacob. His name is Jacob Cronenworth. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's just like, he just got called Jake and he's like, whatever, I guess. Like, it was the same thing. We've had this recently a few times. Um, Zach Britton uh, was spelled with a K and he's like, it's spelled with an H. Like, after like six seasons, yep. like, got his name officially changed. Um, uh, BJ Upton changing to Melvin Upton Jr. I think was a little bit of a special case. Um, but there was also... Um, Mike Stanton Tommy to John Thano. Carlo. Uh, yeah, well, Mike Stanton and John Carl again. That was a special case too. I think he because people did call him Mike, but I think he was that was just like to honor his mom. Um, but uh, um, Tommy Fam as well. When Tommy Fam was first coming up, uh, it was listed as Thomas Fam, and and got a change to Tommy because he preferred Tommy, which is you know kind of the opposite of the Jake Cronenworth situation where he prefers Jacob. <laughs> and just like they called him Jake, and he's listed as Jake everywhere. And it's like, I mean, you can call me Jake, I guess, but it's Jacob. <laughs> Do you uh uh am I am I about to hear you right now tell me that you prefer Patrick and we've just been calling you Pat for the last six years? Uh, you know I I no no that's <laughs> that's that's my legal name and I don't go by my legal name can't do it. That's, yeah yeah we don't go by the birth name here. <laughs> yeah yeah and I mean some do Jacob Jacob Cronenworth certainly does so. I hear someone say um, Patrick I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure i get that yeah yeah <laughs> um cool well pat uh if there's nothing else uh we uh i said at the beginning i wanted to do a half an hour and we went uh 55 minutes so we did it we did it we did it right <laughs> uh yeah thanks so much for joining pat thank you uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of Rain Delay Radio. Rain Delay Radio is executive produced by Lewis. My name is Nime. I edited this week's episode. I also hosted it along with Pat. Uh, our theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. Rain Delay Radio releases every Monday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern Time. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.